two movie babies. I am Devin. I'm Sean. That's us. This is the movie babies. I'm already struggling on this intro, Sean. What should I do? Um, tell well, tell them that we review movie trailers. Oh, we review movie trailers here. Is that, is that all I need to Yeah, say? that seems sufficient. All right. Well, that's what we do here. We review the latest and greatest. And this week, we're going to try out another one of our uh, fireside chats, if you will. Mm, uh, nice and cozy up to that fire. Yep, throw a Yule log on. Stuff those iPod buds into your ears. Cozy up with Devin and Sean. The movie babies. This We're is my gonna... new voice. <laughs> Why is that your new voice? Because it's a little more comfortable. Oh, it's kind of like a Barry White, kind of Luther Vandross thing? Yeah. All right. Uh, I've got some questions for you, Devin. I yeah. heard that Joss Whedon was in town last night. In the little town of Bellingham. That's of all crazy. Places. Didn't he direct and right Firefly and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and all those Avengers movies? And Avengers, just the billion-dollar movies that is the Avengers. Um, did he get a flat tire or something? Why was he in <laughs> Bellingham? So here's the thing. Apparently, Whedon, one of my favorite directors and mm-hmm. writers, is a pervert because <laughs> he saw... <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, he supported... He saw some lady, uh-huh. a Bellingham native lady, uh-huh. who's a singer, on Kickstarter. Sure. And I was like... Yeah, I, I'm into this. I'm going to message her and be like, "Hey, be my uh, be my puppet. I'm going to put words in your mouth and you sing them." Okay. Yeah. And so that's that's what it was for. He came to Bellingham, to her hometown, because they made an album together. He doesn't sing. He doesn't play. He just wrote the words and she's she's th- singing them. That's it. I mean, yeah, that's it. Wait, what's your question? Joss Whedon came to Bellingham. Just to watch someone else play his songs? He was just hanging out. It was so great. And uh, I was giving him a hard time, but I do love him. I think it's really cool that he supported this Kickstarter and that they made this amazing thing. He's a great singer. But, yeah, he was just hanging out. There was two things they did uh, at our local theater, the Pickford Film Center. Mm -hmm. They did a little Q&A, which was very cool. Uh, he answered every question. He stayed after, m- did a meet and greet, signed anything he wanted. Uh, you know, if you wanted to hug him and, like, give him a wedgie, he was cool with it. Wow. Then he went to our local bar, The Shakedown. Mm-hmm. Are we getting paid for this stuff? Mm, I don't think so. All right. Well, he went to a local bar, <laughs> unnamed, and he was just, like, hanging out in a crowd of people. Just drinking a beer, just as if he was a normal person, and isn't it responsible for the <laughs> most uh, billion-dollar industry in the Avengers in the world right now? And so, yeah, you got a couple people who kind of like paraded, like a line formed behind, like he'd walk to the back. He, he was just—they were his dust cloud. I'll give him credit; he stayed out there the entire time. This chatting to everyone, people just letting people come up to wow. him. I a, get exhausted talking to people I know. Yeah, the people that live in Bellingham are exhausting to deal with anyway. <laughs> when you're just another one of them. Uh, but anyways, I you know it was a great experience. I love it when people you admire from afar are actually nice people. That's great. Um, so yeah, that was a good celebrity Encounter. interaction that I had. Are we sure that it wasn't like one of those 
lookalikes that you hire to come to a party. Like, oh, he kind of looks like Johnny Depp, and he's going to say lines from Pirates of the yeah, Caribbean. Yeah. I can't imagine a Josh Whedon lookalike getting much money, but... I mean, apparently maybe that could have been what happened. They know their audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you met any celebrities lately? Hanging out uh, with any cool ones? I, I, I mean, we got to hang out with Chris Patton the other week for mm-hmm. our episode. That's probably That's as right. close as I've gotten. Mm-hmm. Pretty similar in yeah. Whedon. Yeah, he's written some of my favorite trailers. <laughs> That's true. He's the Josh Whedon of trailer wars. Yeah, exactly. That's all interesting and fine, but not what we're primarily here to talk about. And if you, hey, guess what? If you skip over that part of me yammering on about Whedon, probably won't be offended. Probably I, not. Just don't tell us that that's what you did. Don't tell me that in my face. Uh, we're going to segue into some movie reviews. Let's talk about what we're reviewing this week. Well, the first movie is an adaptation of a children's book called The Boss Baby, DreamWorks' newest film. And we're also going to review... I think also a adaptation of a children's book, The Mummy. Yeah. God. All right. Universal's newest attempt at rebooting that monster franchise. Here's the show. DreamWorks, The Boss Baby. Put that cookie down. Cookies are for closers. What do you get when you mix Baby's Day Out with Glen Gary, Glen Ross? You get The Boss Baby coming to theaters March 2017. And this is appropriate us reviewing this trailer. This is kind of Baby's first podcast. (laughs) Um, Who knew we learned to talk? As you can see, me stumbling over my words. (laughs) We're both wearing diapers. Both wearing diapers. Uh, This is a DreamWorks production. So when we reviewed Sing, I kind of broke down the tier of animation. Oh, yeah, remind me. So top of the line, we got Pixar. Okay. And I guess you include Disney in Disney that. Disney and Pixar are the same. Because they're basically headed by the same dude. Yeah. Then you get DreamWorks, and that's where we are here. And then bottom and barrel, you get Sing and Universal. Gotcha. Uh, so, so DreamWorks, DreamWorks is responsible for... is mainly Shrek. Okay. But then they have that How to Train Your Dragon franchise. Yeah. Then they got that Kung Fu Panda franchise. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of... Unlike Pixar, where it's like maybe they'll do a sequel or two, they're like, oh they shit, get out. we have a Shrek. Mm. We keep doing Shrek, and we shove that down your yeah, throat. For five movies. Yeah, and then they're and like, spin-offs. hey, people like Kung Fu Panda. Guess what? Kung Fu Panda 5, mm-hmm. we're going uh, to kick back. Yeah. Oh, I was trying to do a three ninja pun. Uh, <laughs> they also did Trolls. Oh, okay. Uh, they did. All that, the franchises I haven't seen. Rise of the Guardians. Which one Mon- was that? That's the, that one's pretty decent. It's like Jack Frost, uh-huh. and he's like hanging out oh, with yeah, all, yeah, yeah. It's the all the seasonal characters. Seasonal characters. I did see that one. I like that. They're, they did Prince of Egypt. Okay. And that was probably their best one they've done. Mm-hmm. And one I really like too is Megamind, which okay. is we'll talk more about that during Despicable Me because mm-hmm. they're kind of the same movie. Gotcha. But Megamind, I feel like, does it better. So with all that said, DreamWorks can do decent films. Okay. Well, that's good to know. This this trailer does not make me think that that's the case, but that's fine. Boss Baby. 
You wanna you wanna give us a rundown of what we just witnessed? I'll give you a rundown of what I think happened at the studios when this movie was being pitched. You guys see Alec Baldwin do Trump on SNL last night? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> hilarious. Man, we should get him in here to do like a Trump thing. What what could we what could we get him to do? I don't know. What if he was like a dog? Mm. We only have a small budget. Wait a minute, small. What what are those things that those are small people that come out of vaginas? What are those called? Oh, midgets. Uh, no, 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 no. The other ones, not that go in vaginas. The ones that come out of. Oh, them. you mean babies? Yeah, yeah. The boss baby, and that that's it. And that, that was, was it. they just mailed that on a on a on a stamp I mean, on a like post-it note to some animators, and they were like, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, you're not wrong, uh, but you're not correct. Oh, okay. Um, There's a backstory to this. So, I've actually, I've actually done my research for this one. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it's for a boss baby. <laughs> uh, so the original author I actually met. Not the scriptwriter. The... The, so it's a children's book. Okay. And I met her because she was at like a children's book conference I went to. Mm -hmm. And I got a book signed called A Couple of Boys Have the Best Week Ever. Okay. It's like boys doing an adventure. It's fun. It's a fine book. Sure. But during that time, this is many years ago, she was working on the book The Boss Baby. And okay. I was like, oh, whoa. So when I saw this trailer, I was like, whoa, this, this is cool. Is I kind book? of yeah. have like a inside knowledge to this because this book was not released when she was working on it. Interesting. It was very like secret knowledge she gave us. Because it got bought up to be a, the option for a script right away? Well, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. just, I was just like, oh, it's the release of something no one knows about. Okay, so cool. I felt special. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I read the book. It's actually very different from this trailer. Mm -hmm. There's no brother. Okay. It's just the baby. It's just the parents. Yeah. And um, it's pretty clever because it's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek how kind of babies have all the power. Uh -huh. And so, like, uh, the baby's like, I like to have lots of meetings, sometimes in the middle of the night. And then it's like the parents... Like, trying to entertain the baby, playing with it, feeding with it. And the baby's kind of like his little boss outfit. Okay. And it's things like, um, kind of things like that, where it's kind of playing on the dynamic of baby and parents, with the parents kind of being the staff and the workers of the baby. Okay. Kind of doing their every um, uh, whim. Yeah. But the baby's not... Talking and the baby's and not talking issuing to orders because at the end, spoiler for this book, <laughs> um, all you eight-year-olds that listen to this <laughs> podcast, yeah, um, the ending is the baby like the parents are exhausted, mm -hmm. like we can't, and the baby's like, oh, where's my power? I'm losing my power. Okay, so then he says he speaks for the first time, uh -huh. mommy and daddy, and then he gets them back. And okay. Like, oh yeah, now the power's back with me. That's kind of the end of the book. Gotcha. So he doesn't talk. There's none of this brother stuff. He's definitely not in a Men in Black spy company. Yeah, I don't... That's an interesting thing that they introduced really quickly was like, uh, we got a talking baby, and he is, is somehow incorporated in this, like, uh, Illuminati of babies who are trying to calculate how much love is being lost towards dogs and off of them and onto cute puppies. This reminds me of when Peter Jackson took The Hobbit mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, The Hobbit's great, but we need to expand it. Yeah. This is like, oh, we have this great book, which is kind of a clever pr premise. Uh, Let's change everything in it. So then it's like, why buy, what are you buying? You're buying the picture 
Of a talking baby. Of a talk of a baby in a suit mm-hmm. and the name Boss Baby? I guess so. That's that, it. That's all they're using, right? They're like, just give us that and we'll pay you ten million dollars for it. because uh, so that's the plot of the book. So you, you wanna jump into the plot of this movie? I don't know if I can. They have this the babies have this machine that's kind of like the care bear machine that <laughs> lets them see children's emotions. <laughs> Except for this machine calculates how much love parents are issuing towards their children versus how much love is going towards cute puppies, specifically. Yeah, so <laughs> there's a graph showing where the love is, and I, I wrote it down. Like, it's love apparently is a thing you can break down, mm-hmm. and you can only give so much love to certain things. Yeah. So 56% of that is going to puppies. Right. So they're the rivals and bad guys, if you will. Was was the other 44% going to babies? Of this movie. The 30% went to babies. Okay. 2% to spouses. Uh-huh. 4% to kittens. 4% to goldfish. Huh. 3% to birds. I don't know why I took the time to look at that. I thought maybe I'd get a little funny, like... Gag in there. Gag. Somewhere. Like, oh, mm-hmm. here's one for the adults. Mm-hmm. Goldfish is not funny. No. That's, that's not I a, mean, unless that's a sex fetish that we just aren't aware of yet. <laughs> well, it is now. Thanks All a right. lot. Um, that's the pr- situation. Now we've got a, a, another conflict going on where this new baby who comes into the household has an older brother mm-hmm. who doesn't want the new baby. It's kind of like a, I don't know, it's like a, it's like a Tom and Jerry kind of thing. Like they're chasing <laughs> each other around the house like, this is my house. Got yeah. this mouse running all over uh-huh. the place. And so they're kind of having a rivalry, but then they strike a deal where they need to help each other to make the love disperse in the proper quantities. Yeah. But so they're unwilling kind of rival teammates. This is the weird thing. So trailer one, this is trailer two we watched. Trailer one, they kind of just introduced that the baby can talk mm. and he's a part of like something bigger. Okay. But we don't know what it is. Right. So this is the weird thing about trailer twos. I feel like trailer twos a lot, like they really try to explain every point, every like fraction of the plot. Mm. They're like, okay, trailers twos, those are the ones we explain every detail of the plot. Cause yep. we don't want <laughs> any surprises for the audience. Right. So they show you right away, the baby can talk. Mm-hmm. They show you right away that it works for baby corpse. Mm. It shows you Baby corpse is a cool thing to say. <laughs> uh, they show you right away that there's this weird love thing that they're trying to battle. Uh-huh. Like, that's the purpose. Mm-hmm. The ri- puppies are rivals. Um, that the brother and baby don't get along and they're fighting. Mm. But then also that they're going to make up and be a team. Yeah. This is all one trailer. Right? And that they can't ever let the parents know that the baby can talk. And the babies and humans can't know... They're talking. This is Toy Story. How? Yeah, okay, right. We did this 20 years ago. How do the babies, of which there's a crew of babies, he's got like a task force of babies, that all have an intelligence level uh, that's heightened. How, where do they come from that they can talk? Okay. But then do they grow up into people who can... See, this is what... I didn't want to get to because mm-hmm. now we're going to spend the next 20 minutes of this podcast explaining this plot 
and the rules of this universe. Because yeah. here's the thing, Sean. Does no one in this movie know how babies work? I think that's exactly what's going on. Because here's my here's my question. If this baby works for some secret government, mm-hmm. where did this baby come from? I don't know. Either he came out of his mommy's uh, play slide, mm-hmm. or he's like been put secretly into their lives. And he's an adult. And he's like an adult. Doll that looks like a baby. Who looks like a baby? He's some sort of spy, right? Who's been placed into this family. Yeah, I guess. So, which one is it? I don't... And if it's the spy one, like, in this universe, are there storks? And so... Yeah. Like, why would they place their... Why would they make their... Uh, what do you call it? A uh, fun slide. No. <laughs> why would they make their spy infiltrate a family? To, to to do get, this like to do the puppy thing if they aren't allowed to know that they can talk why it's just like that's that makes a very <laughs> difficult task for your baby spy you're making it harder to circumvent when he's we could just be getting the the data that he needs about the puppy, puppy. love I don't get it because we do see the main it's a heist movie is what we find out because they're breaking into a place called Puppy Co. Okay. And him and the brother are breaking into it, and to do that, he wears, like, the puppy the dog suit. suit. Gotcha. And so, that's, yeah, that's the main plot, and if he's put into this family, like, you can just do that on your own dog. Yeah, you don't need to. You don't, you don't need to do the family thing. I don't get it. I don't understand. Maybe he still needs to be breastfed. Maybe he still needs, like, uh, the affection of parents. I don't... He's just a horny baby. I don't know. Is He's kind of like a Roger Rabbit's Baby Herman type character where he's just, like, this sassy baby, cartoon baby. But since he kind of has an origin of at least when he arrives, it really befuddles me where... I can't just take for granted that this... Like you're asking, you're ask, you're evoking me to ask questions about where this baby came from. Yeah, because here's what people are gonna say: Well, it's for kids. It's you know, it's not supposed to make sense. You're supposed to buy into the reality. But and I'm way okay doing that. Like I'm a big fan of children and animation films. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I can appreciate those type of films. This film is daring me to ask questions. Right. It's waving it in my face. It's like. You want to know how this works? Come on, ask yeah. me, ask me. And it's just waiting for you to ask and then be like, you idiot. Yeah, this why is, would you fall for this? This is a kid's film. Yeah. What's your problem? And it's like, but... It's not Citizen Kane. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's like this film punishes you if you ask questions and shames you for doing it. So, <laughs> but then it keeps doing the most stupid things, like... Just egging you on. Right. Well, it punishes us with the conceit of it, but at least it rewards us with a little bit of Flo Rida's Welcome to My House at <laughs> the beginning. Welcome to my house. Here's I the music appreciate that. that I got stuck on hmm. was the do, 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 jump Brooklyn, on it, jump go on Brooklyn. it. Yep. Going back to Collateral Beauty, a Will Smith film we <laughs> reviewed, hmm. I always go back to that episode of Fresh Friends, <laughs> where they're, they're stuck in Vegas, and they have to do that dance yeah. to get back home. Nice. If they would have done that reference in this trailer, 
Should Will Smith have been a baby? Will Smith probably should have gotten the role over Alec Baldwin, but also, tangentially, yes. you and I should start a Fresh Prince podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yes. Uh, so if you're listening and you feel like that's something you want to hear... Uh, this could very easily turn itself into that. Let us know. Um, <laughs> uh, another reference that you may have noticed, mm-hmm. let me set it up even a little. We'll do a role play. Go for it. He, he's Sean. Yeah. What's that in your hand? Uh, Put that cookie down! Kindergarten cop! Oh, yeah. Well, that's also the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross thing of coffee is for closers. Uh, I don't know what that means. I'll I'll show you the clip of that. Here's the thing. You'll edit in you, edit in a little bit of Alec Baldwin from Glengarry Glenn Ross no, doing I'm the coffee is for closers. Are you telling me the reference goes beyond Kindergarten Cop? Yeah, I don't think it's a Kindergarten Cop. It's not reference. even a Kindergarten Cop. My whole reality has just been yeah. smashed. I like, think because Alec Baldwin plays the okay. Well, it's not worth explaining here because everybody in the rest of the Nashville world down. will know it. No, it's from Jingle All the Way. Okay, you think that's a better reference? That's a more <laughs> from Jingle All the Way. That's right? a more popular Where reference to make. Like, he's eating the the Simpsons character uh, Phil Hartman. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a name. Nice, Look at that. Nicely done. Check it on your little. Um, if you're keeping the score at home. Keeping score, I got one. Uh, he's eating Arnold Schwarzenegger's cookies, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger's on the phone with him, and he's like. Mmm, these cookies are so good. And he goes, put the cookie down. Yeah, it's definitely a reference to that because did he do an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice? No. no. Did he do an Alec Baldwin voice because it is Alec Baldwin who was also in the movie Glenglary again, Ross, saying, this coffee is for closes? Uh, right, well, interpretable. This is another case where we'll, you know, we'll leave it to the internet to decide. Yeah. Uh, um, they're, they're, they're really heavily using this interstitial title white screen big blue lettering thing in all these animated movies okay go on to like you know when they want to be like this summer or whatever like it'll just flash to a white screen with blue letters they do it for like despicable me and they do it for all these animated movies it's funny that that's like the cop the thing that's being copped between all these animation trailers is that like exact same thing and it really makes me feel like i'm watching the same exact trailer the same movie yeah because this movie definitely does not look like it's adding anything we haven't seen already yeah it's just it seems like it's just going to be well an extremely convoluted plot in which we hang baby jokes which we don't need a complicated plot like this movie about a baby so here's the thing i don't think you can adapt the book just the way it is because it's just like a nice little story to make it, someone go to sleep. It's a cute little story that's clever in its own medium. Yeah. So I understand why they didn't keep the book. Right. But this seems like they had like, okay, well, how? what are we going to do? And this, like, we got to hire writers. Like, oh, we don't have time to that. Hire 20 writers. Hire just joke And they all makers. came in one room. And so they were all pitching things. And rather than, like, decide which one to keep, they just kept all the ideas. They did. And so this movie has 20 different ideas. And here's the thing. I was trying really hard to think watching this trailer. How do you make this trailer better? How do you make it work? And then I realized it already worked. You have Rugrats. (laughs) You just have Rugrats. You have Rugrats. Yeah, it's Luke who's talking Rugrats. You have Rugrats. 
And Rugrats is beautiful. You don't question in Rugrats, like, oh, why can't the parents understand them? Because like, you just think that they're all talking baby talk. You think they're, that's the thing. Is That's the difference. Is this, like, a thing like Rugrats or even Look Who's Talking, mm-hmm. like, they establish in a way where it's, like, they're doing baby talks. Or, right. like, the actions are believable when they're, like, oh, they're doing this kid stuff, but I could see a big... I don't know. It's- that's Okay, that's interesting, because they do that in this trailer, too, when there's, like... It looks like from the when the, in close up, it looks yes. like a car chase, yes. and the baby's driving a cop car, and the kid is being dragged, and they're going at like full car speed. <laughs> There's an explosion in the background. Exactly, yeah. it's like a full on action sequence, and then it pulls back to do the gag where the parents are looking through the window watching the kids play, and the car's not moving, and the kid, the older brother, is just kind of like dangling from behind the car. Yes. So to like totally dismiss the action altogether. Yes. So are we to assume that all the drama of this is kind of happening in the kids interpretation of it and if the parents are the onlookers we as the viewers see that none of this is really that heightened? Yes. In which I have to then ask why is it important to not talk around the parents because if that's the case yeah w- would they not understand the words that were coming out of his mouth wouldn't it just be baby talk yeah. if the parents did hear him yeah like, what the fuck but then yeah but then the brother overcomes and hears he understands, he understands. It. he's not a baby and, and this movie I think they don't I don't think they've actually... There's no division of how that rule works. Yeah, they've never been around real babies, it's so like, they go like, oh, like a kid who's like five can understand a baby. That's right. how that works, right? Yeah. It's like, no, no. Yeah. That's not how that works. I'm I'm all, my head is confused on the boss baby. Here's a couple things I want to bring up. We created a ban list, which basically means we've seen this in so many trailers that... Stop enough, saying it. Enough is enough. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta quit. So, example, the first one on the ban list was, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. They said I'm an intolerable egomaniac. I don't even know what that means. I have a proposal. It might go along with this. We might have found one on the ban list. During the beginning, the babies are kind of having like a secret. The babies are all gathered and they're kind of having a meeting. Right. And (laughs) I'm going to call him Billy Bob, but no, Baby Boss. (laughs) <laughs> uh, is like going over, explaining to all the other babies what baby corpse is. And then he turns to the other baby and he's like, are you taking notes? Mm-hmm. And the baby says, I don't know. I can't read. What What's it say? Mm-hmm. Does that fall into the, I don't even know what that means? Because the baby is writing notes and then the punchline is, I don't even know what it says. Yeah, sure. It feels to me like that's a similar... Type of joke. Let's um, put it on the ban list. Why so, not? Well, I mean, it's already on the ban list, yeah. so I don't know what happens when we come across it. That we write another angry email to I, I guess Hollywood. Like, for all of you playing uh, Movie Babies Bingo, like we just found one on the ban list. Yeah, take Quick, a drink. Take a drink. Uh, give yourself a stamp. But here's one I do want to add. Billy Bob. Baby Boss. Baby Boss. Mm-hmm. Boss Baby. Is in the puppy outfit. He's breaking in. Oh, yeah, Puts yeah, on yeah. the baby mm-hmm. outfit. He's in. A real puppy comes to him and sniffs his butt. Yeah. And he says, I've never been this humiliated in my life. Mm-hmm. I've never been so humiliated in all my life. 
And I think he also says that earlier in the trailer. Okay, maybe that's why I'm like, what's with this line? Like, yeah. I feel like I've heard it before. Yeah, the, it the, might have been earlier in the, the trailer. He, this baby is really easily embarrassed because earlier in the trailer, there is an instance of him being shy about something. And then later in the trailer, when he has to put on the, the Navy baby suit, yeah. he doesn't want to do that. He's embarrassed about that. This baby has some, like, body image issues yeah. or... But I feel like, are, do, are you in agreement? Maybe it doesn't warrant being on the list or not, but I feel like I've heard this, like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I've never been this embarrassed in my life, like, as a punchline. Yeah, yeah. It's, the the ban list can easily spiral out of control if you really let it, because there's no new jokes. The fact that it sounds familiar as a punchline is yeah. exactly what was happening in the writer's room. Someone was like... Oh, yeah, I remember that old episode of Laugh-In where everybody just kind of, like, oogled, like, did a spit take in the camera. Let's that, let's just use that joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's I been like going on need... since Looney Tunes. <laughs> yes. Well, I feel like we need to be on the same page if, to make it an official ban list. So you can, uh, you can dismiss this one, and we don't have to put it on the ban list. I've never been more humiliated in my life can go on the ban list. Bye-bye. <laughs> Going back to the puppy sniffing the baby's butt, mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to get a lot of poopy humor. Oh, yeah, it's going to be very diaper-related. And the best one in this trailer, did you catch it? Is it when he, like, baby powders his butt? Yeah, because I laughed. We watched this trailer multiple times. I laughed at that part every single time. Because he farts out baby powder? Yeah, so the, the mom's powdering his butt. Uh-huh. And then the baby toots, and, like, an atomic cloud of baby, oh, baby death yeah. comes out of his butt. Yeah. And... You dug that. I just like it. And I think it goes back to your point of, like, Looney Tunes. hmm This should be Looney Tunes. It essentially is. Because doing that, that's a Looney Tunes bit. Like, yeah. you fart, and a dust cloud of an atomic bomb comes out. Like, that's... That's Looney Tunes. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the humor of these, and I can't speak on any authority because I'm only familiar with the trailers and haven't seen the movies, but the Transylvania movies or whatever, the the Despicable Me's, the, the physical comedy of these animated films are very much just like burgling the Looney Tunes cachet mm-hmm. of visual jokes. Uh, but not with the ch- same charm of the Looney Tunes. No, no, very much not. It is like... Like, it's that sweet spot, right? Like, of... Like, Looney Tunes somehow nailed that sweet spot of being, like, over-the-top and goofy. Right. But also, there's a certain intelligence to it as well. Yeah, and it's also the primary language it speaks in. Like, those Looney Tunes, like, go for visual gag connected to visual gag connected to, like, verbal punchline mm-hmm. in a in a really palpable way like or you you come to expect it and like it's very familiar yes. and these movies try to jam in pop culture references and kind of like south park humor and yes. uh, you know all these kind of varying types of comedy that when they start pulling out of the looney tunes bag of tricks you're like all right let's pick a let's pick a way we're going to tell our jokes here in a way you know it's like it's too it's to the internet. It's to everything is yes. happening at all times. Like, pick a style. Uh, with that said, it's probably time 
that we rate this to. Sure. Do you want to give them the lowdown on our rating system? Yeah, we've got the greatest rating system, the most easy to understand rating system in the entire world. Uh, can I do my Trump impression? And go for I it. Can even, well, I don't. It's, it's the best. It's the best rating system you've ever seen. <laughs> Here's the thing: I'm not really great at impressions, but I'm glad you stopped my momentum to <laughs> to prove the fact. You were really in that groove, and I was just like, "Hold on, I feel like I got this one." Yeah. Um, let me see if I can if I can hit the ground running with hey, this. Sean, tell me about our. A hungry, a great rating system, uh-huh. make it great again. Okay, yeah. okay. That is a little bit more passable. Um, our rating system is based on the really slight chance that you ever were in a Regal <laughs> Cinemas when the Coke ad that tries to explain that we're all the same when the lights go down uh, was playing. Uh, we got three ratings. Number three, we could just call it a one or a two or a three, but that would be too easy. Yeah. We choose to do it this way. If you say that you like robots, it means that you weren't paying attention to this trailer. It lost you. Uh, you were thinking about robots. I love robots. So number two, if you liked the trailer but think that it just needs a little bit more to get you to go to the theaters, then you say... In space. In space. With zombies. And if you were really sold on this movie and enjoyed the whole, everything they had to offer and I can't wait to go see it, you would rate it, what, five stars? No. I mean, maybe on another podcast, maybe on a lesser podcast, but here at Movie Babies, you'd say, like a lot. So you cool if I scream, like a lot. Sean, what do you rate The Boss Baby? Okay, well, uh, if you had just told me that a movie called The Boss Baby was coming out based on a children's book but readapted to make zero sense, I would say, I love robots. But now that we've had this conversation and there's all these gray areas and conspiracies and confusions about what is actually going on in this film, I'm a little bit leaning more towards in space with zombies because I, I got to know the answers to these mysteries. I'm like Nicolas Cage in National Treasures now. I've got to <laughs> solve the mystery. Yeah, it's like the Da Vinci Code thing yeah. for kids. Yeah, uh, so yeah, final verdict in space with zombies. Wow, that's very surprising, mm-hmm. especially since you've rated such films like Rogue One <laughs> like a lot. But The Boss Baby hmm, gets a pass. Yeah, well, I, my uh, curiosity is peaked. All right. Uh, and mine is peaked a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit. I have some investment because I met the author of the book. Yeah. That's a humble brag. <laughs> bah. <laughs> um, the director did the Madagascar films, which I have not seen, okay. but also did Megamind, which, again, is one of my favorite DreamWork movies. I'm into that done. one. Okay. I'm into that one. Uh, he's also done an episode of Kablam! The 90s Holy Nick shit. Show. I haven't thought about that in a long yeah, time. Yeah, there you go. There's a little reference for you you can Google. Yeah. Um, so there are interests that pique my mind, but with that said... Everything in this trailer did not pique it's, my interest. It's a no-go. None of it makes sense. No. The the humor was not working for no. me. Uh, and I feel like I'd watch this movie, and I'd get frustrated. Yeah. And I'd do a little poopy in my pants. Very likely. Yeah. So with that said, I'm giving The Boss Baby. No, and worst of all, it's called The Boss Baby. 
Yeah, I've been walking around thinking it's Boss Baby. Why would you not call this movie Boss Baby? I don't know. The, get the, the, I don't know take that. the article out. You don't need it. Boss take, Baby. Take some articles off. I mean, babies don't wear... Then he should take off some article of clothing <laughs> with that tie and suit. Aren't the parents seeing that? I don't know. I, we don't know, and that's exactly why I'm giving it a I Like Robots. And that is our confused conclusion on The Boss Baby. Please meet Princess Aminette. She will claim what she has been denied. Well, we just finished watching the trailer for The Boss Baby, and now it wants its mummy. We just watched The Mummy from Universal Studios. That was way better than my intro. (laughs) (laughs) So here we are. We've talked about it before. Universes. Colliding. And here we have Universal Monsters' latest attempt at creating a shared universe. For the Universal Movie Monsters? For all the Universal Movie Monsters. Which list me then? Which are, I will give you a list. So we have The Mummy, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. We have Wolfman. Okay. We have Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, both Frankensteins, The Bride of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Got him. And Van Helsing. Helsing. So... That's what I said. Real well-worn territory at this point. Well... Obviously, because oh, and Jekyll and Hyde, of course. Yeah. Uh, yes, I mean these characters have been done to death, right? Let's do them again. Let's do them again. And what's funny about this shared universe is they tried to do it. They tried to kickstart it a couple times. Oh, okay. with if like you, the Benicio del Toro like, Wolfman and stuff. Well, no, even before that. So that's the thing too. Is we. Like, every year you get, like, a new yeah. werewolf, or you get a new uh, the, Frankenstein The Vigo, Van Helsing. Yeah. yeah. So then to, like, also be like, okay, and now these movies tie in, that's already confusing to an audience. Right. But they also tried to do it with the Dracula Untold. Oh, damn. They tried to kind of start it there, and that film did not do well. Did we watch I, Frankenstein together? And then I, Frankenstein, which, again, I'm not sure if that was part of the initial universe. Okay. But that makes it more confusing because both that and Dracula Untold were released in the same year, but one of them was supposed to be in the universe and one of them wasn't. Oh, God. So it's like a prestige, the illusionist kind of (laughs) dual. Yeah. And so it's very confusing already what they want from this universe. So And now, here we are, 2017. Now they're like, okay, this time for real, we have Tom Cruise. We're oh, doing man. The Mummy. This is a bad idea. And they have, we got 2018, 2019. They're, they're, they're ready to they're, plug them in. Oh, man. They're all in the chamber. Yeah. Okay, is Elvis and uh, uh, Abbott and Costello going to be <laughs> trotted out for this? Yeah, revamp. Uh, who's on? Who's on first? Oh, the man. Wolfman. I don't. This seems like a only passable idea in my mind. If they kind of do it in a Hammer Studios kind of. V- way where it's kind of those old Christopher Lee Dracula movies had like a very cool kind of 70s cheapness to them 
and mm-hmm. they had like a nice kind of creepy thing, but there was, it was kind of at a B level, like, okay. and maybe intentionally, and maybe they embraced that. But I feel like what's going on here is let's try to put it at a Tom Cruise level, like at an A list, like take this seriously, yes, type thing, and you can't. Do you, that. Like you can't with these characters. They anymore. came from a different type of movie making. Exactly. I mean, I respect these characters. Um, you know, I enjoy those old Universal monster films. But you've already monster squatted. Yeah. Once you go monster squad, you can't. You can't go, go back. You can't go back. I've I've heard people say that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It took. <laughs> at first, I thought you were legit, and then I had to kind of study your face to realize. Oh, no, you're being sarcastic. That's, that's the line that every girlfriend that's ever broken up with me has used. Once you go Monster Squad, you can't go back. And I can't argue with that. Yeah. I know what they mean, because Wolfman's got nards. Um, um, so, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea, and I keep referencing old podcasts, which I hope this encourages you to go back and listen to them. We already fixed this universe. You we General did. Mills serial this. Oh yeah, and yeah. we came up with the serial squad. Right, where you get uh, blueberry, blueberry monster. What? Blueberry. Uh, you get you get Count Chocula. Yeah. You get blueberry. You get Frankenberry. Yeah, and you make it like a Goonies monster squad adventure. Yeah, that's the Not only this. way you do this. This yeah. is the only way you save this franchise. Yeah, trying to make this an Avengers movie. <laughs> it's very. Tom Cruise. I mean, yeah, you, it's a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Where it's like taking itself too serious. The opening shot is them on a plane, and you pan over to Tom uh, Cruise, the mm-hmm. sitting there, mm-hmm. and you laugh. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just laugh. Like, you're not supposed to laugh at him sitting there, but you do. That's the first thing you do. And guess what, movie? That's a bad sign. Yeah. Let's talk about this trailer because it opens, it's two trailers in one. Well, it's a scene. It's a scene trailer. Yeah. Tom Cruise is very fond of scene trailers. He does them for the Mission Impossible movies. Okay. He does them for the Jack Reacher movies. He's very fond of, like, just give him a cool scene. And I appreciate that as, like, a aesthetic. It's a good... It's good for a teaser. Yeah. Like, right? Right. Because you get to kind of invest in the moment and your stakes raised, like... Mm-hmm. And, like, the plane scene is an exciting scene happening. Right. And so, yeah, you buy in. It grabs your attention. It grabs your attention. The problem is, that's the trailer then. Yeah. You can't do both, and this trailer tries to do both. Because after that scene... It gives you the story It trailer. gives you a traditional narration. Mm-hmm. And then it's uh, one of those jump horror film cuts mm-hmm. with that awful noise, <laughs> which we should consider putting on the ban list just yeah. because it... Thanks, my, my, Texas Chainsaw Remake. Yeah, my, you really screwed us. My eardrums just hate it. And so then it plays like a regular trailer. Mm-hmm. So basically you're watching two trailers... Back to back. ...mashed into one. Which is funny because nowadays they're when you watch the trailers on YouTube, yeah. they give you a little teaser, like oh, five-second yeah. thing, and then... The YouTube video starts, yes. and then it's the act, the same trailer you just saw the little teaser for. Yes. So, in effect, if you watch this on YouTube, you're going to get three incarnations of the same ad, <laughs> but just 
collapsed to different like different levels. levels. There's a there's a GIF version as well. Yeah, if you like, then, if you're in a vine. Yeah, there's like a Braille version somehow. Like I don't even know how that works. There's an emoji. There's an emoji. It's just, it's just a mummy. It's a mummy, and it's like a smiley face, and then a sad face. Yeah. Um, um, well, you, well, you know why they do the short clips in front of the trailers, right? Why? I forget what program it is, like one app. It's like either Facebook or like a Reddit sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But if you like hover over, it might be Facebook. If you like hover over the video, mm-hmm. it just shows you like a, like a 10 second preview of what the video is. Okay. So what the marketing people was, did was like, oh, well, let's just give them a mini trailer for that 10 seconds. You can hover over it. Uh-huh. So that's kind of their idea is like, the people who just hover over it but don't click on the link, mm-hmm. they guess what? You, you just got the trailer. You got played. Yeah, you, you played got, yourself. You just got the trailer. But for people who actually do take time to watch the trailer, guess what? You have to watch a mini version and then... And then the trailer again. The real trailer. Um, well, that's... Uh, marketing sucks these days, but, I mean, I, I get it. You got to... Uh, let's, let's talk about this opening scene. It's very... Chris Nolan, yeah, Batman I think I, Rising. I think I saw this in the Dark Knight. <laughs> Isn't that? Didn't they also do that as the campaign for the final Dark Knight movie? Was to the Bane plane cra- crashing, crashing this plane? Then they just do that as the first trailer. Yeah, it was, and they had like IMAX previews. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go yeah. see, and I saw that, and it was say what you want about that film, but they nailed that plane sequence. Mm-hmm. And so, like, so take five from that you for did a couple it. years. Guess what? Planes yeah. have been done. Yeah. Like, you got beat. You can't. Sorry, mummy, you can't redo it. That's funny because there's also a sequence in the or the the trailer for the last Mission Impossible movie, Rogue Nation, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, it's Tom Cruise trying to get on a plane that's taking off, and he's outside of the plane. <laughs> he's really got a plane boner. You got a big plane boner. Yeah. Taking off, if you will. Yeah. So they're on the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pan over and you see a casket, which is like a mummy casket. Oh, yeah, big sarcophagus, right. Uh, it looks like a fish person, though. So that's a little, looks more like the creature from the Black Lagoon from the case of it. Well, maybe that's how they tie it in, is uh, they're all the same monster. <laughs> they're all the same monster. You just monster. see it as, as, in a different way. Uh, then they hear noises on the plane and it's like, and then it's bats and the Batman comes. It, wait. It's not they, bats. It's they just bats. crash the, it's just like. What crashes the plane? Well, it's like locust creatures. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah. okay. So but it's I some mean, kind it, of curse. This sarcophagus is cursed is what we're trying to yeah. understand. Yeah, and then my favorite part of the trailer is, like, the going down and a girl lines up next to him and, like, he exchanges glances mm-hmm. and she's like, no, no, no. And then she pulls her parachute <laughs> and she goes flying out of the plane. Her neck is broken. But what? What was her plan? Why was she saying no? I don't like, know. He's saving you, and she's like, "No, no, no! Don't do that!" I don't. Like, un- I don't understand what the job of everybody on the plane is in relation to excavating this mummy sarcophagus. Yeah. Because, okay, she seemed like some type of scientist or like archaeological dig leader, team yeah. leader. There's some army guys, and well, and then what's Tom Cruise? Is he just? There is he the janitor? Like is he's he? He's not the pilot. Yeah, I hope he's the janitor. But when the plane crashes and everybody dies, yes. Well, I guess the gal doesn't die because she comes back. We see that she oh, comes back. Oh, we see her come later. back. Yeah, there. she's like the love interest later so, or whatever. Yeah, so that's my question: Is she saying no, no, no? Because we're going to find out there's a love relationship there, and she'd rather go down. 
You die, I die. Yeah, you die, I die. You um, die, I die. I don't know. Some. I hope somebody gets a tattoo that says "You die, I die." Well, Just like a like a like a couple's matching tattoo. Yeah, uh, ladies. And uh, and then and then it cuts to him screaming his head off. Yeah, in a really like not cool guy way. <laughs> <laughs> He's really bugging. And I'm so used to yeah like a more like. Oh, I'm the hero. He's just I, bracing for impact. I do a really like manly script, like, or just oh, nothing. You don't do nothing. Yeah. You like you embrace it. He's <laughs> this. <laughs> He's not having a good time. Uh, uh, so I do love that choice. Yeah. I hope the camera pans down and his, and he's peeing his pants. Yeah, he did a little boss baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the we the plane crashes and it cuts to the morgue and I guess everybody else who was in the plane is all zipped up in body bags because they're dead. But yes. poof, Tom Cruise, Tom Cat is alive. He's got nine lives. And yeah, that's the thing. They play it off like he's dead too, or it's just a body, mm-hmm. and it shoots up. Yeah. They. Frankenstein-ish. Yeah, kind of Frankenstein-ish. Also, they uh, they used that point to like have the narrator be like, "This is a time of gods," and dot 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 monsters and monsters. Right, but like, are we? Are you trying to say that Tom Cruise is now a god? Like, you can't kill him. Like, he's Kanye West. I am a god. <laughs> I am a god. I think he's Frankenstein. Which right. was my point. Okay. Because he did the Frankenstein thing, shoots up, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's like. The brother of Frank, well, it's like Assassin's Creed, where oh, yeah, like, he's the, the bloodline mm-hmm, of the bloodline, mm-hmm. and he's like related to, uh, you know, um, what's the guy's name for Roy Wonka? Gene yeah, he's, Wilder. He's giant, he's Gene Wilder's ca- uh, character. <laughs> okay, from uh, Frankenstein. Yeah, so again, right. a couple leaps. Yeah, uh, could be, could be. So this is already gearing up to be a Frankenstein versus the mummy movie that's the thing too is like i'm curious where this what's the end game for this universal monster films because are they going to avenger it where the they monsters introduce team up? all the monsters and then they're teaming up or are they going to batman superman this kong godzilla this where right. it's a versus movie yeah like what's your end game universe it's not a good idea to do any of those things if you're taking it as seriously as this looks like it's taking this. <laughs> yeah. That's because you're not, everybody's gonna, Alien versus Predator type, like, or like F- Freddy versus Jason type movies, the kind of franchise cash grab, they're not cash grabs, they're yes. like, they're pandering to like a real well, low demographic. Yeah, this is Mortal Kombat. Essentially. Like, you do like, Oh, I want to choose the mummy versus the wolf man. And then you just see those people battle it out. And then there's like a winner and go, okay, now I want the mummy versus Frankenstein. And you watch that film. That's, but those are B movies. Mortal yeah. Kombat is not, you know, an A game. It, yeah, give the, it to me on the level that it is made. People, people don't like Mortal Kombat for the fighting technique. They like it because their heads rip off in gory ways. <laughs> Um, okay, so going back to what I think I saw, after Tom Cruise is back from the dead, and maybe he's gotten some power from being close to this cursed sarcophagus, mm-hmm. uh, they're trying to figure out what's going on. They're trying to get... The, the mummy inside the sarcophagus is this kind of really poorly designed lady in half rags, kind of looking like a dirty 
witch from the Suicide Squad. What was that character? She's Enchantress. Enchantress, yeah. It's very Suicide Squad. Looks kind of like a shitty Enchantress, and Enchantress looked like a shitty Enchantress. Yeah, and so looking up on the internet, apparently the mummy's design and gender were altered due to the X-Men Days of Future Past movie. Why? Because they... Because at the end... Due to a apocalypse look during the post credit scene in X-Men, Days of Future Past. So they saw that. And, and they said, our guy looks too close to our that. Our guy looks too close to the apocalypse character in oh this stinger for an X-Men movie. So let's change the look and gender of our mummy, even though it's going to come out many years later. So like after principal photography is all wrapped and everything, and they're test audiencing this, and then they're like, ah, no, we need yeah. to pull the monster. Uh, that's when you know, if, if your monster is your last thought in a universal <laughs> monster reboot, and you can just wantonly redesign them at the 11th hour, you're, you're not standing on good, strong footing. Well, and she doesn't, my problem too is she doesn't look like a mummy, right? No, she just looks like they're kind of trying to do a generic Egyptian priestess type thing and not commit to toilet paper wrapping mummy, which is, you know what, if you if you call your fucking movie the mummy, that's what I want. Or even like the Boris, oh, I'm not even going Carla. to try to do this one, <laughs> but he his face and his eyes, yeah. and he had like the wrinkly skin, mm-hmm. there's a very distinct look to him. And he had a cool fez. He has a cool fez on his head. <laughs> but he had a very specific look. Yeah. This looks like, yeah, like they found the stuff they threw out after Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's put yeah, this on it. this. Let's model our main character, mon- t- titular monster, after the everyone's least favorite character from a movie that really bombed <laughs> earlier this year. Here's the other thing about this trailer. Mm-hmm. To add to the confusion, I thought this was in the same universe as the Brendan Fraser mummy. Mummy. And the Scorpion King. And yeah, and the like Scorpion that. King. And I was like, this doesn't look like a fun adventure like the mummy. No. Because that one's pretty, uh, it's, a, it's a fun little summer blockbuster, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's been a long time since I've seen this. Uh, I think people, I think the, um, what's the word? General consensus. Yeah, is that that movie, yeah. it's passable. And so I was expecting that, and then I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be the Universal Mummy. Mm-hmm. And then I went back, I was like, oh, wait, no, that Brendan Fraser one is technically owned by Universal, <laughs> Universal. too. Oh, so that man. is the Universal Mummy. And oh, so shit. the tone of all of these are so different. Yeah. And I think you do the Brendan Fraser one where it's like, it's a fun B movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the only way you make this work now. And then you have The Rock come back mm-hmm. as the Scorpion King. I don't know. I mean, I still enjoy Tom Cruise as an actor. I still enjoy his movies. I think, like, even though that you might laugh when you see him pop up on the screen in this. like <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I really like that first Jack Reacher movie. I didn't see the second one yet, but I really thought the trailer for it was, like, really doing it for me. I like that he embraces how much of a fucking nut he is, and he's still a, like, I like, his acting intensity is, it does it for me. So, when he pops up, I'm kind of like, oh, fun, Tom Cruise, this will be fun. It really depends the movie on the movie for me. Some movies I don't mind him in, like, uh, what's Minority Report. Mm-hmm. He was fine in. Mm-hmm. But there's some movies where he ruins it for me. Okay. Well, that's, what was the space one called he was in? 
Mm, Oblivion. Oblivion. You didn't like Oblivion. Didn't like him in that one. Yeah, I, th- I, I think he kind of ru- was fine. I think he ruined it for me. That was just a bad movie. What about Edge of Tomorrow? I'd have to rewatch it. I guess I. I mean, that's that's the thing. He's either like a wash in it, or he's like distracting in it. Yeah, Oblivion, I, I can see just, that. I like that he's just he's got the like intensity. He's always down to do his action sequences. Yeah, which like is very cool. That's pretty cool, and I think he's a total psycho in real life, and like that feeds into his like desire to need to put himself in danger on camera and like do these stunts, which seems like it's putting the studio at a massive risk. And insurance companies are like pulling their hair out when he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna jump off this building. Yeah. I, I just it's gotta be me." Um, and I also appreciate that he's that kind of guy but then when he's got like a kind of like smirky one-liner or whatever mm-hmm. he nails them like he does a really good job as being a funny dude too. i do th- i do think he's a good actor but since it is tom cruise it's very distracting and speaking of psycho in real life russell crowe is in this movie oh god that's right and he's got like a real shitty like let me introduce you to the main character like kind of line and <laughs> yeah it- um now, this is going to sound funny after what I just said about Tom Cruise. Mm. I like Russell Crowe as an actor. <laughs> like, I don't know why he gets a pass uh, for me. He's and, the Australian Tom Cruise. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so I don't know why he gets a pass. Maybe it's just because he's Australian. Yeah. But yeah, like even in that fucking uh, sing-along song one. Oh, uh, what are you talking about? What was it? Oh, Les Miserables? Yeah. yeah. Even in that one where he's... He's the worst. He's the worst thing yeah. of that movie. I loved his performance <laughs> with his marchy sound yeah. voice. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> it was like... It this, again, that sweet spot for me. Yeah. It's all about my sweet spot. Uh-huh. And he, he does it for me. And so... His character is interesting. Do you know who he is? Do you know oh, who, who he he's was? supposed to be in this movie? Yeah. No, I have no idea. Jekyll Hyde. Oh, of course. God damn it. He's Dr. Fuck Hyde. This already. Dr. Jekyll. His character apparently knows everything. He's involved. He knows about all the monsters. Mm. And I don't know. I guess he's our Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, right? he's going to put the he's team gonna, together. He's going to put the team together. He's the one who knows all the history of the monsters. And yeah, he's, there's probably going to be some big evil they have to face, which I don't know. Like, what? A gods? Is it going to be gods versus monsters? Well, here? eventually they'll, they'll assemble the whole team of Dracula and the Wolfman and, and everybody, and then they'll cross over battle. The Avengers. So it'll just be like Capcom versus Marvel or whatever. It'll be one of those movies. Yeah. Uh, this kind of highlights the problem of these movies. The original movies, the monsters were inside of them. It wasn't that Frankenstein is a Frankenstein monster or like Jekyll turns into like the raging man. It's like the monster inside of them. There's like a... The metaphorical the monster? The metaphorical okay. monster. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like Jekyll battling with that inner self. Yeah. And like Frankenstein, he looked like a monster, but really he just was... Misunderstood. He was misunderstood. He was naive to the world and how it worked. Mm-hmm. This, this this we've got basically the, the mummy woman is destroying the city because she somehow has claim to it because she's a god? 
Well, yeah, like this, like that used to be. Is it Big Ben that's being blown up? Yeah. And that's the other problem with this movie. We've seen all these things blown up before. Yeah. We don't. We don't need to blow anything. Any well, monuments not, up anymore. Let's not blow up anything this time. And if you're instead of blowing stuff up, like you, she's the mummy, she should be sending undead mummies after him. Yeah, she, she should, should be, be making more mummies. Snakes after him. Yeah, like she should be having like Anubis guys running yeah, around. She, and she should waving have, really bendy swords. Yeah, she should have uh, the boss baby like feeding on her <laughs> breast. As, like, he's commanding his baby army to attack Tom Cruise. But she shouldn't be doing unexplained, I do magic. And there's no rules to it. This blows everything up. And then we're expecting Tom Cruise, who's, like, he's going to beat this thing? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he's got powers. It seems like he might be, like, a, 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 a unkillable or something. Oh, yeah. He's a god. Maybe he's a god. The director of this thing hasn't directed much. He's mainly a writer. His name is Alex Kurtzman. Okay. He wrote The Amazing Spider-Man 2. He wrote Star Trek Into Darkness. He wrote Cowboys and Aliens. Should I go on? He wrote Transformers. God. All right. I see where this is going. Um, Yeah. I'm I'm ready to rate this movie. (laughs) (laughs) This is a, uh, this is a, I like robots big time. I mean, Tom Cruise aside, obviously I'm going to see it. Obviously, going to probably enjoy the Tom Cruise of it. But like, so this this, this trailer the, sucks. This for the record, rating the Boss Baby over the Mummy. Yeah, yeah. I've, I have too many questions about the Boss Baby. This one I have no questions about. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Case closed. Sarcophagus lid closed. I mean, usually I like to be a little more suspenseful, but I feel like this is I Love Robots. Big time. Like, the action doesn't look fun. Tom Cruise, it looks like one of the ones that he's not going to sell me on, mm. like some of the other ones. I'm not excited. I'm not excited about The Mummy. No. The Mummy's your star, no. not Tom Cruise. Don't blow The Mummy. The Mummy is your star, and nothing about her from this preview made her look interesting. Kong, in that Kong trailer we watched, he looks interesting. Yeah. And he's a CGI Gorilla. <laughs> but he looked like he had more personality than this mummy character. Yeah. And so that's a bummer. You need to start there. And hope on the rest of these films, too. Like, Frankenstein better look like a freaking badass Frankenstein and not like, uh, what's his name? Aragon? Nope. Uh, yeah. Black Man? What's, <laughs> what the fuck is his name? <laughs> the Two-Face? Oh, Getting yeah. closer. Yeah. Wow, you took a weird route to that Aaron Eckhart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want him looking like that. No, he him, looks insane in that I movie. I want him like a Frankenstein. Yeah. That's what you're selling the public are these. And I guess you're trying to hit that nostalgia bone. Yeah, well, good luck when we're like multiple, multiple generations past anybody giving a rat's fucking ass about those movies. We had it different because... In our youth, mm-hmm. there was, like, Turner Classic Movies and stuff like that, and that yes. stuff was still in the zeitgeist, and it was around, and now it's, like, good fucking luck getting a teenager to connect to those movies. The, there's that Hotel Transylvania movie. Which is essentially the Count Chocula movie, right? <laughs> is <laughs> yeah, that I that guess, is? I guess so. All right. I don't know. Well, uh, I was trying to think of a stinger at the end. We don't owe this movie a stinger. That was The Mummy. <laughs>
Hey, that was our show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to rate us, like us, comment, do all the things. Go to moviebabies.com. It'll take you to our iTunes, our Stitcher, our Facebook, our Twitter. Uh, Let us know what you think, what you want to see reviewed, and give us some positive feedback because it makes our egos make us feel like we're important. Because when you don't have time to watch a two-minute trailer... But you do have time to wallow in the sadness of your sick, pathetic life.